Um, thank you very much for people attending. I've, I know there's a lot of people from Cape Town area, the southern suburbs uh, that want to be here. And we're going to make a recording for them as well and have slides ready. Um, but thank you for people coming um, far. I see there's more people coming in there as well. Um, what I would like to do before we start, um, first of all, thanks to Launchlab. So without further ado, let's um, start here. Um, I, I've been using this um, as my front-end slide for a number of talks, um, and, but it really captures a lot of what we're trying to do, even with Mia, where we want to use exponential technologies like machine intelligence and all data science and all of those kind of things to help transform Africa and help shape our future. So this title is all about that, shaping our future in the smart technology era. And People like us that's interested in these technologies, that's got skills, um, and we see the problems. It's how to actually connect it and how to address those problems. So, um, and this talk is about that. So, so let's um, fire away. Uh, I'm going to skip. Maybe I just want to quickly say that for me, a personal mission, and even with Mia, is solving intelligence for a better world. You see, what can we do with this technology to, how can we advance instead of the art to create intelligent systems to, to really help us excel and solve our problems? Um, so it's, it's, it's always about this. And even uh, the, the company that I've been the longest with, my first company, Season, System, Season Systems, was, was really about applying artificial intelligence, neural nets, decision trees, technology in solving problems in various industries. So it's, it's really kind of, a, kind of a life mission as well. But I think there's so much more to do in this regard. And just as background, I've published uh, an article on LinkedIn. Um, and if you're interested, uh, I recommend that you read that because it's, it provides a, a nice background in terms of um, the, the topics, what, what are the issues, uh, where are, what can AI do right now, and what can't it do? Uh, there's something about that. So uh, just an accurate understanding of reality around artificial intelligence. And Andrew Engie, the guy that was at Stanford, uh, he's now the chief data scientist of uh, Baidu, um, he, he wrote an article on that, and uh, I've commented on that article as well. And it's, it's maybe worthwhile reading, reading that. Then the next step uh, is about what is the current state, and it's it's actually fascinating. If you just read tech, tech news, and, and you see um, what Microsoft, um, Google, Apple, Amazon, and all these players are trying to position them themselves, and even General Electric, the company that I sold my, my first business to, they are partnering with this and Microsoft, and they. They're investing billions of dollars in becoming a software and analytics company as well. So it's, it's, it's fascinating to see what's happening. And there's so many startups. And there's one slide that shows, there's, there's a new one out from Bloomberg Beta called the Machine Intelligence Landscape 3.0. I've got it here as well. And it's quite interesting how it has evolved. And that is only also scratching the surface. And in that LinkedIn article, I, I've got that um, as well there. And I've got some uh, comments around that as well. So what's the current state of, of machine intelligence? Um, and, and then the rest of that article is actually talking about what about Africa? What are we doing here? And, and I talk specifically about a partnership between 
And I think we want to encourage all sorts of companies and other organizations that's, that want to advance the state of the art. And basically for me it's about making our machine intelligence toolbox much stronger. So, it's, so, so you can have better tools to solve problems. If you read Andrew Engie's article, he, he, was, he was actually saying we're doing a very, if you look at all the stuff, how we apply it, even Google's state-of-the-art stuff, it's all supervised learning, and it's, it's, it's really still a limit, limited application of, of machine intelligence. So this, the, the scope for doing better and greater things is there. So and it's, it's also how do you apply to business problems? You need to understand your problems and your applications and show them. So, um, very interesting. Anyway, so I encourage to read that. Um, so, I'm going to skip some of this. I actually want to quickly just talk about this. And the next slide will actually picture the Machine Intelligence Institute of Africa. As a matter of fact, it's there. Now, Cortex Logic um, is all about making machine intelligence work. So you can see it speaks to that mission of solving intelligence and applying it. Um, and the way we position this, and I had some interesting talks with Jock also, we talked about why is it so wide here? If you look at the bottom layer here, it talks about commercial, open source, and proprietary software. Now, if you look at the machine int intelligence software what's happening right now it's super interesting uh, when i started my first company there was not really open source machine intelligence software really available and so we had to write things from scratch in c plus plus a number of students foreign engineering students and there was they did things in matlab but the computer science students they wrote, wrote it from scratch and we, we implemented all this all the various algorithms and various techniques so it was very much proprietary and building it like that. That world has changed completely. Um, and it's quite interesting to see what Google and um, all these companies are actually doing in open sourcing, making their technology very quickly available and creating an ecosystem around that. Like Google with TensorFlow, for instance. And it's almost like all these other companies say, like, what do we do with this now? And like Andrew Engie said as well, it's, even though it's open source available, it's also not that easy to apply the open source stuff to solve a problem. There's a lot of glue, a lot of things that you need to do to make it actually work. So you need some people with, that can work with open source um, and so forth. So it's not an easy thing. And we've got uh, people from ShopRite representatives here. We were there talking to some of the data scientists as well. And it was quite interesting. We'll, their approach was also, we're actually going to go open source. We want to use PySpark and we uh, want to use Python. And our data scientist needs to be literate in open source software technology and stack and so forth. So and you see that also, it was last week at, at Barclays as well. And I've got a very good idea of where they are in terms of applying artificial intelligence and, and, and so forth. Um, a lot of stuff is still rules-based, but, but they are also playing around with open source stuff. So it's there. And what we say with Cortex Logic is, let's be real about what's available, and let's really understand the limitations, strengths and limitations of the various technologies. So if you look at commercial, there's a bunch of interesting technology. If you look at IBM Watson, for instance, we are, we've selected to use that for our first uh, minimum viable product, for, for Bennett specifically. But there's Google as well, one of the best speech recognition APIs. Microsoft is coming to the party big time 
with their Lewis and all these kind of uh, technology. And as a matter of fact, OpenAI, the company or the, the non-profit organization that's got a billion dollar funding to, to, to create safe um, artificial intelligence, an advanced state of the art, but also creating safe artificial intelligence. They've now partnered with Microsoft as well um, to use Azure, the cloud. And because of the FPGAs and the equipment that they've got available there, um, it's, it's an attractive offering. So, and they first use Amazon as well. I still use Amazon, but it's it's just interesting to see these things happening. And and you go to think about cloud infrastructure, who's the players? Um, so so that's an important part of it. So I think if you want to build world class solutions, I want to not be blindsided. I want to be open minded. I want to see exactly what's available and so forth. So I think there's a there's a thing for commercial. Open source is a bunch of stuff available there, and then you want you, then you can create various uh, different types of IP on different types of layers. You can create your own algorithms, but it's about how you apply the different technology as well. So you've got to get this base layer right and advance the state of the art. But then the two things that we're doing in Cortex Logic is is really data science services and smart applications and. One of the key smart application or types of smart applications is intelligent virtual assistants and advisors. And Bennett is one, but we're looking at building other ones for other industries like healthcare, education, finance, and so forth. Robo advisors for wealth management, insurance, medical insurance, etc. Um, and then you can use that to solve problems. But the interesting thing is, this type of stuff is also generating a new stream of data. So apart from all the existing data that's available, anything that you capture in terms of conversation is, is, is there, it's available, and then you want to mine that. That's why data science services is still pretty important. You want to automate that, but you want to still utilize that to, to do backing data mining. Um, so it, it goes to be hand in hand to solve uh, uh, real world problems. The next slide is, um, it's just talking about solving intelligence for a better world. And, and here I'm just coloring it in effectively. So here you can see, and I've just carefully selected some of the open source stuff that's really best of breed, but there's, there's some others as well. And I'll show you the machine intelligence landscape 3.0, what it looks like. Um, as well, you will see just what's available. Um, and this is just scratching the surface. But on the open source, Front, TensorFlow, OpenAI is making things available. There's OpenSec, um, that's that's great from a semantic knowledge. If you want to build a world model and have meaning and, and make sure that the artificial intelligence can understand. It's not just text and doesn't know the meaning. So with OpenSec and those type of stuff, you can actually build um, solutions that can, that's knowledgeable. But there's Spark, there's Emlib, there's PySpark, there's there's so many different things that's available. Then on the commercial front, these are some of the core big players um, in the AI space. Um, I've listed GE there as well, but especially Google, IBM, Microsoft, Facebook. They, they've also formed an alliance, a partnership of AI. And I think it was pretty much Google, Amazon, IBM, Facebook, and Microsoft. Um, uh, part of that. And then. With proprietary R&D, um, what we mean there is, to, uh, I think a key part, if you want to create intelligent virtual assistants, 
contextually aware cognitive systems that learn at learn and scale supports unsupervised learning. And in the article, I actually mention um, some of the areas that needs quite a bit of research. Um, and, and unsupervised learning is still a mystery. We, we're currently using unsupervised learning uh, for people that's knowledgeable on, on this uh, morph in terms of uh, dimension reduction, if you think about PCA and so forth. If you think about K-means, um, for instance, utilized for clustering or self-organizing feature maps, it's all clustering and so forth. But there's a lot more that we need to do on unsupervised learning. If you just think about the human brain, there's a lot of things that we do in an unsupervised fashion. Um, then reason with purpose and interacts with human naturally. And, and here I just talk really referring to that partnership here, and I think it could be other companies, other organizations, but we just want to set the scene, set an example here, because this is, I think, the synergy here. Because with Machine Intelligence of Africa, it's, it's about uh, machine intelligence, data science, research and applications. And on the research side, it is about solving intelligence advances in state of the art. There's some in people with interesting ideas. And Rikas, you've got some interesting ideas. And there's a few other people as well. Um, so, so we want to start um, looking at the synergies and getting more people involved in very specific projects. And John, you mentioned some interesting things as well. We said we, we should also select projects carefully and then focus on that. And I think, but I think it's important to have that whole, to have the good understanding of this is the broad, this is the area I'm working in, and this is the specific focus. And maybe I've got a broader vision, but then we need to do very specific things. So, uh, so I think projects that's that's meaningful. Uh, and that's what we try to do with Mia, to actually launch projects of meaning. Now, it was interesting when I spoke to Barclays last week. Last week, uh, they've got some research projects, and we said we've got a Mia community. There's 340 members. Not all of them are data scientists, but a lot of them are people that's capable and can do things. So, so they they see this as valuable. That they they say, okay, great. So maybe we can actually start doing research projects and getting people involved. So this could be a vehicle to do that. And then we want to collaborate and partner with other organizations like OpenAI and all these other ones as well. And we want to contribute to open source projects where it makes sense to do so if we utilize them. Okay, so those were the two that I wanted to talk about. Um, before I get to Bennett, maybe just this. I talked about smart applications and just as an example, intelligent virtual assistants and advisors are part of the next tech revolution, as you can clearly see. Google, for instance, Google got the Pixel phone, they've got Google Home, they're trying to compete with Alexa and so forth, and Siri and so forth. They're now capturing, they've got all, already the world's search data and stuff, but they, I think they're trying to, to capture a new stream of data, that's conversational data. Um, and they talk about the transition, 2017-18, and then I think 2019, with all the data that's available, and a lot of people are using their systems, I think it's going to be super interesting. Because deep learning and those techniques needs lots of data. It's data hungry, and you create some very compelling solutions just based on what we have right now, in terms of supervised deep learning. But I think there's so much more. Recurrent, with recurrent neural nets, um, even with that, this quite a bit of stuff, and, and DeepMind is using reinforcement learning and really moving forward in that regard. But anyway, intelligent virtual assistants, I've just listed some examples here and things that we are looking at 
very specifically. So the one that I will show tonight is Bennett, and that's focused on manufacturing, production, environment. Um, we're actually doing that, uh, looking to do that as a, as a POC for Goodyear in Cleveland, Ohio. And then there's a number of other companies that's interested. But we, with this, it's the same kind of thing. You need an in-customer and you, um, because it's, I think, initially B2B, but you can create B2C kind of solutions here as well. But medical assistance and advisors, wellness, medical insurance, wealth management insurance, we know the, 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 fund, the, the banks are already coming and asking and building their own type of solutions, trying things out um, in this space. They, they realize that they are being heavily disrupted, so it's, it's critical. On the educational front, if you think about knowledge assistance and tutors, there's some specific ideas actually on the slide, but I'm not going to go through that. There's personal shopping. IBM, for instance, acquired a, a company that provided an advisor for, uh, for, for personal shopping, or a system for personal shopping as well. So call centers, huge uh, business case there, and, and there's a bunch of other things as well. And this is just showing um, assistance that go from just giving information to providing assistance to providing advice and instructions. We actually go all the way to, to helping um, on that front. Okay. 